There are a lot of wikis. Welcome. Oh, well, welcome. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. We ruin the surprise. There's no more surprises <laughs> in the world. We are joined. Well, wait. What? Fuck. What? Welcome. Welcome to my, my name, name is Weezer. Uh, I, as always, am Patrick, and I'm Jen. As always. As always. Um, as uh, seldom on the show. As for the first time. Yeah, but as frequent in life, we are joined by Ryan our friend Bogey. Ryan. <laughs> This is oh. Ryan. Hey, guys. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> Thanks for having me. We're clearly very accustomed to having guests on as we did not talk over each other at all during that introduction. I, we, I, if there was a part of the show that we weren't talking over over each other, I would be disappointed. Sure. You, did, did I make sense there? Or did I just... I, you did after I thought about it for a second. Okay. Well, let's try to do fewer of those. <laughs> It's weird to watch you guys stare each other down while you have these conversations. <laughs> um, we do make a lot of eye contact. You make a lot episodes. more eye contact because I always thought when I pictured it, Jen, for some reason, in my mind is on a couch and she has <laughs> either her phone or her laptop on her lap and she's just on Weezerpedia and she's like paying attention to Patrick's stuff. But, but not really. But not like with intense I eye mean, contact. There have like been this. times when that has happened. Not exactly because I've never sat on a couch while recording mm-hmm. this. But there have for sure been plenty of times when I've been staring at Wizardpedia and not listening to what's pa- what Patrick's saying. I mean, usually we call each other on it. Yeah, no, like, it's true. I'll be like, Jen, I can tell you stopped paying attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, I freely admit it. And that's fine. Look, we're not the most... I'm not the most interesting thing in the world. You're no. not the most interesting thing in the world. Neither of us love Dos Equis. Yeah, I understand. I get that joke. Thanks. That's a good joke. Thank you. Um, You that... could have set her up a little better for, for that joke. You could have said most interesting man in the world instead <laughs> of most interesting thing in the world. Right, but you're not any kind of man <laughs> in the world. I'm a woman oh, <laughs> in this world. Damn. Um, Anyway, is it a man's world or a woman's world? Discuss. The song is the song is is a man's man's world, world. (laughs) but it wouldn't be nothing without Without a a woman or or a girl. girl. He hasn't decided. No. Oh, you you don't think he's like either one is fine? Like that it wouldn't be nothing without at least one of those. He's not saying it's (laughs) like (laughs) the criteria isn't it's either nothing without a woman or nothing without a girl. He's saying it's nothing without. And then this category X, right, is a right. woman or a girl. Doesn't matter which. I think that's possible. Okay, good. I always thought it was like uh, a woman like that you're in love with or a girl like your daughter. Mm, or, so just I don't go think I've hell, ever sons. put this much thought into that. Well, song. sons don't make the world go round. They're, it's their world, and then they're not anything either without a woman or a girl. I see. Their mom or their sister. So so we're saying that boys, mm-hmm. but it's a man's world. It's not a boy's world. Right, so a boy stands to inherit the world. Let's talk about one boy in particular. Which boy? A miserable fat teen. Angus. Yes. Yes, Angus Bethune. Bethune, he says. Bethune. Everyone else calls him Bethune, but he says very clearly several times Bethune. He does. Well, and at one point, James Vanderbeek, that punk ass, calls him Bethune. Oh, well, that's a good, that's a good burn. Yeah. I would call a Bethune a buffoon. Yeah. 
You'd do it kinder than James Vanderbeek did, though. Yes, that's true. It would be a, a term of endearment. Can yes. I say what my favorite part of the beginning of this movie is? Let's actually say what we're talking about <laughs> okay. and why we're talking about it. Okay, go so for it. Today is go- is the first in a, perhaps a series of episodes wherein we're going to talk about movies which heavily feature Weezer, Weezer songs or song. Or, I mean, Homie's going to be in We'll also too. do one with a Homie song because I've never seen Meet the Deedles and it's time. That Neither I have see. I. Right. It'll be great. Yeah. I hear that the soundtrack is really good. The soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> Gee, Ryan. where'd you hear that, Ryan? <laughs> uh, from Patrick a thousand times and once on a podcast. <laughs> um, oh, my name is yes, this podcast. Mm-hmm. This okay. podcast. I'm a fan of this podcast. I don't know. I didn't say that earlier, but it's true. <gasps> I'm both a listener and a fan. And I think we've said several times, Ryan will listen to this. <laughs> it's true. And I do. Every and time. I love it. It's great. We're very happy to have you on as a fan and a friend. Oh, thanks, guys. Or thanks, Jen. I mean, (laughs) Patrick neither confirmed nor denied. (laughs) And I will hold my opinion on that until the end of the episode. Fair. And it'll be a surprise ending. Yes, a surprise. It'll be a a, a cliffhanger. (gasps) Or maybe like a bulimia twist. If you tell someone that it's going to be a cliffhanger, is it still a cliffhanger? Well, it's different from a spoiler. I think it's still a cliffhanger because the cliffhanger is that the plot is not resolved. Yes. It's okay. not a twist. I think if you tell someone about a twist, you might be undercutting the twist. Okay. Okay. So Thanks we're talking about up. the 1994 <laughs> movie. Is that right? It came yes. out in 95. 1995. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about those other movies that we were looking up on IMDb. The one with Andre the Giant. Oh, yeah. We... Okay, look. So <laughs> we, we're, we're talking about the movie Angus. Okay. Yes. And uh, Angus, which we've mentioned earlier in this podcast. Yes. Episode very briefly. Two. That sounds right. Um. Uh, if it's ninety-five, then yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. And the the only way, as far as I can tell, to watch this thing is to rent it. You have to spend some money. Four dollars. We we spent four dollars to watch it on the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's convenient but did cost $4. Yeah. And when we were done watching the movie, there were, it recommend, excuse me, it recommended. <laughs> you okay, Patrick? I'm great. Recommended a lot of other, um, like if you like this movie, you may also like. And what was the movie that had Andre the Giant in it? I really don't remember. Yeah. Ryan? I don't remember. I do remember I looked up that he died at 46. Yes. And there was discussion. Of he it. died that, in 93. Did he die young? Or not. Right. And I had said he died young. <laughs> Ryan said 46 is not young. I feel like 46 you have had like about half a life. Mm-hmm. But I would still call it young to die. I think if you're a person, if I know you, it's too young. <laughs> if you're an artist who I would like think that I would see more work from, it feels too young. So then what makes it not too young when a stranger dies? Uh, if you're like a reprobate. I don't know what that means. Uh, if you're Charlie Manson. Oh, well, That's but Andre the Giant means, seemed like a really kind human. Yeah, he, so I, that's why I'm like, And eh. is an artist. Yeah, yeah so that I would have loved to see more of. Yeah, I'm giving Patrick a pass for thinking that was too young. <laughs> but I, it's, it is young. But when someone says, oh, he died so young, I think of it like James Dean or he younger. Did die young. <laughs> or Buddy Holly. Oh, just like. Just like him. My name is Jonas.
so whatever this movie was, it doesn't matter. This is this big old sidetrack. Just a, just a, a little, a little sidetrack. No, it doesn't it's matter. It's okay. It, um, is, it is almost better not to know. Okay, yeah. we'll never know. Uh, which is sort of what we said about Angus when we talked about this on the oh podcast. God. We had not watched it. We kind of casually flew by it when we were talking about... Well, we were talking about uh, the songs. Blue B-sides, I think, right? Right. We were talking about You Gave Your Love to Me Softly mm-hmm. and Wanda, both songs that they recorded yeah. for um, this movie. They recorded Wanda. It was rejected. And then they recorded You Gave Your Love to Me Softly. Which is a great song. Yeah. Uh, I believe... Did we see that one in, at the concert? Is that the yes? That's, yeah, that's, that's what I that, thought. That's that what I Brian said in said. the middle of the movie today, and you thought I was talking about in this in the movie uh, so far. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, when we were after we recorded that episode of My Name Is Weezer, um, and released it two years later, Ryan listened. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Ryan. So they recorded it, <laughs> and then two years later, and then two years later, <laughs> um, Ryan listened to this episode. And we, I guess we mentioned the episode before that we were going to be talking about Angus. She got very excited because this movie holds a really uh, amazing deep seat in your heart. Yeah, I love this movie. Um, so And so she was really disappointed when we didn't actually like talk about it. It was our first scathing review. <laughs> yes. And it, was, <laughs> and it was in person. Oh, yeah. Um, I, there was a text message first, though. <laughs> it was really disappointing. Um, she was really upset. So I would love, uh, first and foremost, Ryan, tell us about like your history with this movie. Okay. Well, um, I was born in the early 80s, so I was 12. <laughs> You're going to go through your whole life history. <laughs> I was born to a, a poor uh, high school history teacher and at the time a research analyst. Later, information <laughs> Uh, systems technician. <laughs> Wonderful. Very okay. good. <laughs> but uh, no, I was 12 years old when this movie came out and I, um, it was, I was still in middle school and it was like, I had, my crew of friends were kind of misfits at the time. And later I hung out with more, uh, more freaks than cool geeks kids? or more geeks than freaks. Ooh, uh, we were more freaks than geeks for sure. Cause we weren't necessarily high achieving at school or high achieving socially. Um, we wore a lot of plaid. Yeah. We were all like bigger people. Did um, you like do a lot of like the drug stuff or? My friends did. I was kind of like the goody two shoes. You were like Linda Cardellini. Yeah, I was very much like Linda Cardellini, except it was okay. middle school. So it was like less cool. Got it. You know. <laughs> and then I went to high school and became a jock. But um, at the time, this movie, the fact that it's uh, it's about a miserable fat teen. Yes. <laughs> you guys right. have ex- explored. Um, but that it's about a character who realizes that being different is okay and never goes through like the makeover moment and never has to change to fit in. Um, and it also has one of my favorite uh, YA um, messages mm-hmm. wrapped which up, is? which is things are rough all over, which is from the outsiders, mm-hmm. which you were talking about earlier. <laughs> Um, in that we find out that even the object of his affection has troubles. It's not just, um, it's not, he's not alone in his outsider. And he makes that clear in his big, uh, like ending speech to James Vanderbeek about how, if he's normal, then no one else is normal. So you're either normal or you're one of us. Exactly. And I was definitely one of us. Does, uh, is it maybe a shortcoming of the movie that, uh, we never, that like Vanderbeek's character never gets like that he never has a, a like a weakness moment or like he's just an asshole he doesn't get to be 
um, like a flawed weirdo. Like yeah, he never other... really has a redemption. Yeah, I mean, I think that his his outsiderness is ahead of him because all of his friends and his girlfriend and in fact the entire student body. Yeah, they all like, they, they all turned on him. They the dick him bag. Pegged. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's about to feel some of what Angus had felt. And they're still only freshmen in high school. I think he's gonna. That's he's true. Gonna turn out that is early to work out that kind of social strata. Yeah. I don't. Did you guys ever address social like social structure in high school like at all in your high school experience? No. Like I feel like yeah, me neither. It was always just like head down, stick with your group, get outside of the group every now and then, and like yeah. I also feel like, and maybe this is just my high school, but. It didn't feel like there was a set hierarchy of groups. Like there were different groups that were like just like popular in different ways or losers in different ways. Like there wasn't like a there wasn't like the popular kids and the weirdos. There was like a lot of people who were like kind of in like different ranges in the middle. Yeah. And I feel like no one that I didn't know anyone in high school with the like amount of confidence to assert themselves to the degree that James Vanderbeek's like hyper asshole character did. Right. Like I knew one guy, you knew one guy. <laughs> yeah. And I think I knew guys who were secure in a way other people weren't or maybe or acted confident. Sure. And, and I, we didn't have like, and it's hard because boy bullying is so, I think it's hidden from girls a lot of the times. Yeah. Like locker room kind of shit. You just don't know about. So that could have been happening. But in the stuff I could witness, it was more just like there were guys who seemed to feel good about life and had a good time and were happy. And then there were people who kept their head who down. Who did not. Yeah. Mm. Or just kind of just were there. But there were people who, you know, had that swagger. There were a lot of like sarcastic assholes in my school. Yeah, but I feel like that's just the condition of being a teenager, yeah. right? Yeah. So I like... Some people were sarcastic assholes to other people, but like it didn't, it never felt like full on bullying kind of stuff, except for this one kid. Um, <laughs> the yeah, the, the joy, joy that jumped to your face. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there I don't... was this one kid. <laughs> okay. God. So I will say that in my high school class, um, there is the one guy who was like the like uber, uh, like ma- hyper masculine, mm-hmm. like, um, ca- like douchebag who, uh, I've got a really good anecdote about him. I'll tell in a minute. But then there was this other guy who was like lowest of the low totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got caught masturbating in class one time. Oh, oh no. you can't do that. <laughs> you can't. I mean, that is. You can't. You can't That's do horrible. that. Mm-hmm. This got, is the lowest of the low that was yeah. caught masturbating in class. Yeah. Whoa. So it got even worse for him at that point. And this is like a kid that I didn't even just know him in high school. I had known him like kind of my whole life because we went to synagogue together. Um, and he had a really hard time in high school after that. So yeah. Ryan and I were just talking about um, uh, Ed. Ed uh, we we're talking about serial killers. Yeah. So you're talking about Ted Bundy. Yes, that's right. Ted Bundy. I was going to say Ed Bundy. <laughs> we <laughs> have never discussed Ed Bundy and I have some serious uh, opinions about it. We'll get to that. <laughs> But Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. um, that his like coworker at the newspaper like slowly discovered yeah. that he was a serial killer, right? After having worked with him for a long time, um, and just like what a like how do you how, how would do you, you deal with that revelation of someone you, you know and have anyone? worked with? 
It's called The Stranger Beside Me, the book she wrote. There we go. <laughs> it's okay. And since that conversation, I've been struggling. Um, it, her name is Anne Rule. And it is like, how do you trust anyone ever again? So, I don't think I yeah. went to high school with any serial killers. Right. But how, school, how do you maybe. trust this class masturbator ever not again? To not masturbate Wait. wherever he is? I don't. I mean, that that's such... Like that that's such a huge taboo that that person would be breaking. Yeah. yeah. Or like it makes me feel like something maybe that person was molested. Yeah. Sort of like serial killers. Like maybe something happened to them. Yes. If they didn't know like it's not appropriate to touch your dick in public. Or knowing that it's inappropriate, but like But doing it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think he had really poor impulse control. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think there was any kind of molestation happening. I knew his family really well. Yeah. Um, so I'm probably too close to the situation to have like actually uh, thought about stuff like that. Um, plus, that's just my nature not to think about yeah, stuff like say, that. Jen, I've yeah, listened yeah. to this podcast. You don't think about those kinds of things. No, um, we all heard the butterfly episode. But I, um, yeah, he he ended up like he just kind of kept his head down for the rest of high school. How is he now? I have no idea. I have not heard from him or checked right, in on let's his family in a long make time. A future for him. Uh, okay. He, Okay. He was good at he was like good at science stuff. He went to MTSU uh, okay. for college, Middle Tennessee. So State. now he works at like uh, JPL. JPL. Mm-hmm. What's that? Jet, Jet Propulsion Lab. I figured it go. out. <laughs> and he's been doing online dating, and it's going pretty well. Good. I mean, nothing, nothing past like a third or fourth date, but like there are no like totally meltdown experiences. Yes. Like everything is fine. He's meeting a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. He's got like a crew that he does happy hour with maybe once or twice every couple months. They they probably do trivia. Oh, they he loves trivia. Yeah, I think he loves they, trivia. And they bring him on because he's like he's like a ringer. Yeah. So things are okay. great. So that's the lowest of the low for my class. And then the highest of the high, quote unquote, um, this like hyper masculine uh, douchebag. Yeah. One time loudly senior year of high school, he was trying to this was like the time when everyone if like they were really like awesome and hype they would call themselves beasts he'd be like oh I was such a beast or like i beasted that um he took it a level too far <laughs> he goes one time um he is very excited about something he's just accompl- accomplished and he goes i'm the king of bestiality <laughs> he had no idea what that meant Oh. And no, now it's he's not a an awe. It's not right. an awe. He is a huge douchebag and like one of the like he was like racist and like homophobic and just all of these things. Jesus. Is Tennessee. And now <laughs> he's running for president. I like goat fucker. <laughs> and his name goat. was vote, Donald Trump. <laughs> vote goat fucker 2016. <laughs> uh but that was it was just like the most beautiful moment for everyone who like was kind of annoyed with this douchebag to hear that he had done that and like oh my god you're such an idiot. It's Ugh. funny that like you know what's uh like the real thing that you can make fun of him for there is that <laughs> he was just too dumb to know the word, right? Well, or he'd heard it at some point because he had it internalized. Yeah, yeah, he. But he yes. clearly didn't know what it meant, right? But like that's it. Like that's the only thing that happened there is like mm-hmm. he he misspoke. He used a word in an incorrect yes. way. But he used it in such he an incorrect way. He used it in a way, way that implied he was a goat fucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nice to hold someone's feet to the fire on that. Yeah, it really well, was. And it's also like he he laid the groundwork for everyone coming at him on that. Yes, by being a jerk. Hey, why goat fucker? By the way, 
I feel like goat and pig fucker. I feel like those are the two most common like things that you would call someone like the two most common insults derived from bestiality. Well, something I learned recently, please, is that goats um, were one of the first pets that people had mm. and they were primarily used for fucking. I don't think so. But like, so I think it's that you can get a goat to be pregnant. <laughs> Patrick, Ryan's about to quit. (laughs) Bye, you can talk about Angus on your own. No! Please! (laughs) Um, You can get a goat. To, like, obey you and and be trained. So I think that probably that's part of it, is that goats... Whereas, like, a cow, that would be a lot of work. So it's like a... You also, like, need a stool or something to fuck a cow. I mean... So fucking a goat is like a... It's like a sadism thing. Like you can get these goats to do whatever you want. So you can boss them around. Yes. I mean, I don't, I, the person who was telling me about the goats as pets, I, we were, it was not in context of fucking them. (laughs) So I didn't ask any follow-up questions. You need to go back back. (laughs) follow up with all the fucking questions. Like, why don't we call people dog fuckers? Cause that's, cause we don't want to think about about that. Whereas goats, I think if I lived in a place where people had goats, I wouldn't say goat fucker. Because it's so distance for me. You are right. Like right now. Where would a, you even find a goat? I have no idea. Like a live goat? A farm. Disneyland? The do zoo? they still do that? No, they no. closed the petting zoo. That's for the Too best. many people fucking I the goats. Liked, I liked the petting zoo. You didn't like it? I feel like it's not a Disney thing. But it was like old Disney. Just like Country Bear Jamboree is gone. Is it really? Mm-hmm. It's God, I now made reference to it earlier today, and you I did. did and I, I did not know that. I that was silently updated. did not you correct you. Me. <laughs> no, I just like, oh, Patrick is not up to date on Disneyland. It might be a Disney World still. Uh, which po- I, I've never been to Disneyland. No, you're a Disney Ugh. Worlder. Yeah, Patrick. I know. Let's make plans, guys. Great, I'm in. Okay. Um. So. So yeah, but my middle school was middle horrific. School was awful. I'm sorry. No, no, not. To, I wasn't like picked on that much. Yeah, I but I, I, but I think middle school is the worst time in every, at least every girl's yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Oh, Especially think, like sixth grade. Specifically. I think true of 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 guys too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. Sure. Or I'm least, only coming at it from a girl's perspective, and I've heard other girls' <laughs> stories, uh, but I believe that for guys as well. I mean, I uh, in junior high school, middle school, mm-hmm. um, was hanging out with. Um, people I- exclusively that I hated. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they, uh, all of my friends were just my friends because they also played magic. Oh, I've heard the story. And yeah, and like I did not, I did not like those guys. Yeah, well, they, they were jerks. They were jerks. Yeah, because they stopped playing magic. Well, that's another thing. I hate that. It makes me so upset when I think about that. It, like for you. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a, a surreal social experience of like they stopped playing magic while I was gone on vacation. And then I came back and just like, it, it, it'd be like if, uh, I don't know, if all of your friends like stop speaking English or something, where it's just like, I no longer have a frame of reference or like the ability to communicate with you anymore. Mm. Or like if all of our friends stop doing improv. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like we ha- can hang out enough like outside of um, improv yeah. things. Like, but if or if you were like stopped forced- watching television or or movies, yeah. If we just gave it, up. if we just if we just all did, it and you came back to town, and we were just like, oh, we don't watch television shows anymore. Or like if you've hung out with coworkers before, and then you've like stopped working together, mm-hmm. and realized that the yeah. only thing you ever had to talk about was work stuff. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Um. So uh, my point is, it's hard for everyone. Yeah. Which is the point of or a point of yeah. Angus? Yeah. There's a lot happening. My one of my favorite things about the opening of this movie 
was that you get to see him not only as a miserable fat teen, but you see him as a kind of a happy fat baby. Oh, he's he's I and think then happiest he's, as a fat baby. Yes, he's yeah. a happy fat baby. He's a miserable fat toddler. He's a miserable fat child. And then he's a miserable fat teen. So Although you get to see when, the progression. When we meet him as a fat teen, when we finally like catch up with present day, it's him using his bigness to like his best advantage in in the movie, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. when we see him on the football field and he's like, I'm an unstoppable tackle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or not. Yes. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the, it was one of the, like going into it, I was like, oh, so we're going to start the movie with him like in a positive mm-hmm. place because um, I just assumed he would be a miserable fat teen the whole time. From the beginning. But uh, it, it turns out that like even from the beginning, the movie is acknowledging like it grants him certain advantages Yeah. that uh, being a, a skinny guy wouldn't. And the fact that like it's not the best way to do it, but even when he's a miserable fat kid and Rick Sanford, who is played by James Vanderbeek, um, is like beating up or like making fun of him his whole childhood. He fights back. He breaks the kid's nose like three times. Man, there was like the in that second time he punched him in the nose. No one shouted. You broke, you his, broke nose. his nose, yeah. but he totally did. He totally did. And that's such a good runner of like you broke his nose. I love that. I did too. Yeah, I kept as, as you guys will recall. I kept shouting at later points in the movie, "Break, break his, his nose." nose. But that was another thing that the movie was showing us is that like the way to fight back is not punching your aggressor. Yes, in the nose. he grew out of he that. grew out of that. Like he realized, "Fuck you! I don't care what you think. Your opinion You're is not, not normal. important. Yeah. None of us are normal." Yeah, and I think that's I like that. That's the arc. It's like the screw off or screw screw off. I, oh no! What did Grandpa say? What did Grandpa say? Grandpa about? had a oh a, that uh, it was screw him, screw him, screw him, screw, yeah. screw him, screw him is really the message of the movie. He's well, how does he preface it? Always uh, listen to these words well and live by them or yes. something like that. Screw him. Yeah. Who which, cares what other people think and screw him? Yeah, which is really good advice and advice that certainly resonated with me as a middle schooler because that's I, all I did was care about what people thought. Well, yeah, and I think that's what we all right. Yeah. No, but it was like special for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Can I ask on the subject of Grandpa? Uh-huh. Why does Grandpa die in this movie? Does anyone have a... I think to give us a third act challenge. What's the What's the extra challenge? The challenge is, well... Because Grandpa was pushing him and encouraging him and encouraging him. So he has to find it in himself. And he can only find that when his crutch... Is gone. I'm not saying I agree with the choice. Right. I'm just saying I think that that the idea is like he needs to stand on his own. And if Grandpa was like, "Do it, do it," then it would be less powerful that he. When he I'm did also it not sure he would have gone to the dance if Grandpa hadn't died. I see, but and he needed to go to the dance. He obviously he needs to go to the dance for like the movie too, and that's like where everything happens. But like, I. I don't know that the movie really sells the idea that um, him losing his grandfather like gives him any, uh, you know, any of the courage, the theme of the dance. Mm-hmm. Um, bravery. Bravery. Apologies. 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 Big difference. I don't disagree. Um, but that that does anything for like his ability to confront his bully and, you know, actually be the king of the winter formal. I think it gives him kind of a fuck it life short mentality. 
That's what I felt like was coming off of him a lot more after the grandpa died than before. Because before he was like, I care what people think. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that is true that he like he has that turn. But like part of that is also in the conversation that he has with his grandfather. Right. The the whole thing mm-hmm. about I don't think Superman is brave or Superman isn't brave or whatever he says. Um, but it just like I, I don't. When the character died, first of all, everyone in the room that we were watching it in was like, this guy's going to die. We all know oh, yeah. this is going to happen. He'd seen movies before. I yeah, was not expecting yes. it to happen when it did, though. I definitely did. In fact, I thought it was going to happen earlier in the scene when like, it was just yeah. like a, a close-up on Angus and not on Gramps. Um, but yeah, I, I don't... It doesn't... Uh, for me, it doesn't seem like a necessary part of that plot. And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I think it added to the movie. All right. Very good. (laughs) I think also because he kind of has two friends, right? His grandpa and his big nerd friend. friend. And his nerd friend. Right. And so I think losing grandpa and then have his nerd friend abandon him. I really do think he needs to be like alone at the bottom. He needs to, to be miserable. Yeah. He needs to hit a bottom. I think they could have done it differently. I mean, honestly, Grandpa moving out of the house would have been a big hit for him. Which is what, what was, was going about to that happen. was going to happen if Grandpa yeah. lived. I mean, I think the part that uh, like killing Grandpa does is that it just muddies. It it makes it seem like what the fuck is Angus's problem? Like this old man just getting married, and he his wife is now uh, not really a widow, mm-hmm. but uh, sort of. It was like almost official. Yeah, they had the marriage license. I bet. Oh yeah, you th- so you think she stands to inherit? I think there's nothing. Yeah, to I don't think there was much to inherit there. She, which part? That's true. He, he was still living. Part of the reason why she was marrying him a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So let's I talk. Think, let's talk about April. She was thirty years younger than him, which makes her forty-three. Yes. We know this for yeah, a fact. Yeah, because we know how old he is. <laughs> uh huh. I, I think she really, really loved him. I don't think she was marrying him. For is money. that a reason to marry someone? <laughs> Patrick. What? That is the only reason. I'm to being marry a rascal. I'm sorry. No, I think, I think it it was, was weird for me watching it. Is at this point in life, I'm closer in age to April than, than you are to, to Angus, Angus. <laughs> and that was like really painful because I realized it as soon as they mentioned April, and I was like, oh, oh no, no. Oh, no, should I be looking for my own grandpa? No, no, God, don't phrase it that way, please. My own personal grandpa. grandpa. Someone else's grandpa (laughs) that you can fuck. Yeah, because all my grandpas are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, it'd be weird if you fucked your own grandpa. Yeah, well, they were all married. I'm not that kind of girl. Well, okay, but I mean, even if they were. Is that the only barrier that they're married and dead? I'm not attracted really right now to octogenarians or septuagenarians. septuagenarians yeah. I don't know, but that was a weird moment that I had while watching that I stayed quiet about and I was like, I'll mention it on the podcast because <laughs> this is like too much. We also don't really see any of like the fallout, like what uh, Gramps' death does for uh, the mother. Kathy right. Bates. Kathy Bates. I was a little disappointed with how little Kathy Bates we got She's in this movie. Barely in She's, this barely. Movie. She's barely in I think she probably did one week on this movie is well, she, she is credited as and kathy bates as meg yeah and it's in quotes yeah meg 
I love Kathy Bates, and I was excited when she popped up in this movie, and then I was bummed when we didn't get anything else. The one notable thing about her, though, is that her haircut was the same mm-hmm. as Angus's haircut. That's right. Pre, like, doing it Weird up. Weird gel. Weird gel. Crunchy yeah. gel. Crunch, crunch. Crunch. Ugh, when he tried to run his hand through it, I cringed so hard. Yeah, he does get a mini makeover. I said no makeover, but he gets like he gets a nerdier makeover from his nerdy tries friend. Tries to make him and gives him like a flock of seagulls haircut. Yeah, it was it's bad. like a it's like a failed makeover. Yeah, yeah. And then it's and funny, nobody really sees him that way. Yeah, and once grandpa. he like all he has to do is brush his hair out of his face, and he looks great. And he looks mm-hmm. fine. Like it's it's really, but it's funny because that also made me feel really old because I kept having that thought, and that's such a like just mom brush thing. your hair. Just your get face. your hair out of your Just face. Just let people see your eyes. You've got such beautiful <laughs> eyes. One thing that, that I found incredibly charming about this movie is the fact that Angus is such a sweater. Yeah. He's he's so sweaty in like every single scene. And then at the end when he's finally like talking to the girl and she's like, I get so sweaty when I get nervous. I was like, this is a the thing they're bonding over. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. It was great. I love Melissa. Uh, Melissa. Melissa. Melissa Lefevre. Lefevre. She's great. She's I think she's also part of why this movie like holds such a high place in my heart. Because is because of Lefevre? I've got Lefevre. <laughs> Ryan's right. got Le Angus Lefevre. Yeah. Ooh. Fever Lefevre. No, Lefevre. Lefevre fever. Lefevre fever. Um, because I and still I guess do consume a lot of pop culture but at the time i watched so many tv shows and movies like teen comedies teen dramas all, it was, i consumed it like it was my job and so often the ones with male protagonists the female characters are just one-dimensional they're just like super hot and and she does spend most of the she movie spent, like i would say 80 out of the 90 minutes right of this but movie. that's then it becomes kind of the point yeah it was and Angus, I think, even realizes. He just needed to talk to her sooner to find out that they're yeah. very similar and get along well. well. But interestingly, he voices that same opinion earlier in the movie when he's dancing with the dummy. Yeah. That, like, a girl is more than a hot body. Yeah. But his interest in her at that point is based purely on yes. how she looks and his projections of onto her. Let's talk about that dummy a second. Okay. Um. So this blow a up dummy doll. is an interesting it's way to call it. Doll. It's a sex doll. Is it a sex doll? So it's in it's anatomically, anatomically correct. <laughs> they tell us. So which so means that, that it means has a vag and an anus. That means it can poop. Oh, Patrick. What? It's a blow up doll. Blow up There's doll, air it's inside. It's made of air. Right. It doesn't. But I mean, it can't if, eat. if you put something in its mouth, no. Then it's not anatomically correct. <laughs> When you it's say genitals. about a sex doll that it's, it's anatomically correct, it means that you can fuck it in its mouth, in its anus, in its vag. Yep. Ina. And that's all Vag-ina. that. Vag-ina. <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable with my use of the word vag. <laughs> so what waiting room is this doll from? Because A nerd dentist kid... waiting okay. room. His, yes, his father is a dentist. That's right. Um, so a dentist, this is like that. That part made me laugh more than most things in the movie (laughs) is when he said, it's from my dad's waiting room. The fuck? (laughs) Yeah. The fuck? It's like that episode of Seinfeld where, um, the, uh, the dentist that, um, Brian Cranston plays, uh, uh, Tim Watley, um, has penthouses in his waiting room. Oh, maybe it's the ref. Uh, or maybe these, um, maybe there's a dentist thing we don't know about. <gasps> maybe dentists are freaks. Oh, my my dentist grandpa was a dentist. 
Oh, no. no. Oh, that takes everything to a whole new oh, level. Man, sorry, guys. It's quite all right. In um, fact, I liked it. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think, I don't know. That kid reminds me of the kind of kid who would get creepy sex stuff from his dad. Yeah. Yeah. He like he knows where his that dad's porno stash yeah. is. That kid was weird. Whole yeah, movie. but I think a lot of, and again, I know that they're freshmen, but th- it feels very middle school to me. I think a lot of middle school boys have one kid in their crew who can a little, get the pornos. He's a little twerp. You're like, why do you hang out with this little twerp? He's not very nice. Oh, but you hang out with him because he has access to pornography? I don't know why the boys do this. I don't know why the boys hang around with these, this one kid. With a twerp? Yeah. Because I- everyone needs a friend. Yeah, Girls Angus would have, have a zero friends if he wasn't friends with a twerp. Girls have like a a doormat is, sometimes. Is is there no girl? You, uh, didn't equivalent? we see the movie um, Duff Duff together? Yeah, designated ugly fat friend. How is that played by Mae Whitman? Fuck yourself. Yeah, whatever she's. <laughs> But Robbie Amell is in it, and he does that thing where he wiggles his pecs, yeah. <laughs> like to distract yeah. her while she's talking yeah. to him, and it's very funny. No, yeah. the movie is fine. The movie was fine. The name of it is dumb, and the idea that it, anyone would but consider I, her the Duff is right. It's crazy, but I think that that's the female equivalent of yes. No, of you're right. Twerp? Of the twerp, it's the girl who doesn't wear makeup and doesn't doesn't try. Yeah, which I've been that girl. Sure, me too. But I don't know. I, I feel like the the twerpy kid. I feel like that's a different type, though. I don't know. I he because he's obviously. You think they think it's the same thing? Yeah. All right. I don't know. What do you? What was your argument? Uh, it just. <laughs> I mean, I'm I telling guess, you, my mind is closed. But just. No, that's that's fair. <laughs> uh, I was maybe just uh, identifying a little bit more with the the twerpy kid. Then the like, Duff. Me. Are you calling me a designated <laughs> ugly fat friend? <laughs> that's not what I meant. But <laughs> it's totally what you meant. Yeah, no, I can read between the lines. You are not a duff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would never consider any of my friends a duff. That's crazy. But, I mean that. Uh, and it's, it's the, a I, weird thing to yeah. I think have the, to consider I think we've is. grown out of that. Yes, and I think the idea was when and it's so here's why it's the same, but okay. I get that it's different. Partly probably because we're different genders, um, but like it's the same because the guys can identify the duff in a girl click. And the girls identify the twerp in the boy click. But yeah. not vice versa. The you girls maybe from within the click would are not never call to. their friend. And that's no. true even in the movie, The Duff. Yeah. Like those girls. Those the girls are upset that she thinks that, that she even the thinks Duff, that way about Which, like. Mm. Yeah. Guys, it's, do we okay, need to guys, watch The maybe Duff? We should watch the Duff. <laughs> Actually, I, yeah, I really did like it. I enjoyed The Duff a lot. I, I know it got slack, but I was really happy that we saw it. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Um. So, but I think that's where I think they're the same is that, like, from a boy perspective, you can, see, and again, we're being very heteronormative and very sure, little, yeah. But like from, from the guy's perspective, you can see the girl in the overalls be like, she doesn't can, fit with the rest of them, or like she's approachable and easy to talk to, but I'm not going to date her because why? What? Because the real prize is beyond her. Or I mean, the real prize. I would never say it that way. <laughs> why? <laughs> but why prize. not? <laughs> because. The real sweet meat is just by oh that what's she's ra- what's, guarding. What's crazy is I kind of prefer sweet meat to prize. Interesting. No, I I think they're prize awful. to be one, two thumbs down. It's but sweet meat, yeah, as like a a euphemism for getting some sweet meats. Sweet meats. What oh. are uh, sweet meats? Are something right? Yeah, aren't they like? Oh no, sweetbreads. Sweetbreads are are, are like that's are like, like intestines. Yeah, it's awful. Man, that's gross. 
<laughs> um, whereas, the, and I think girls can identify the twerp. Yeah. Because he's it's the guy so who's easy. like, all the other guys are chill. All the other guys are fun. All the other guys are like a good time to have around and like whatever. And then there's one guy who just like he jumps inter- off the roof. He interjects like, at weird times and like isn't socially appropriate. Makes like gross jokes. That no one Call, wants calls to hear. girls babes all the time. He says, "Hey, you got sweet meat. He's got <laughs> abnormally large, uh, like bat ears. Yeah, he could fly with those motherfuckers. He could fly with those. Didn't you, Patrick, compare him to Fifel? He did. There was so he also <laughs> wears a lot of dumb hats. <laughs> I think it's to make it's his the dumb ears hats look bigger. plus the ears. Yeah, it makes him look God, like he had the dumbest. He is hats. going west, like Fifel, American yeah. Tale too." Five mm. goes west. Oh, yeah. you ain't telling me nothing I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of Fifel, I've been looking over Patrick's shoulder for some time at my sweet potato who has started to look like a cartoon mouse. Like oh, a look. dead one on its <laughs> belly on yep. its back. Oh, no. I was thinking like the uh, growths for its ears. Yeah, I, I see what Jen sees. Oh, I see their, his little hands. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that could also be the case. It's a versatile sweet potato. It can play live rat or dead rat. But now I see the other way. <laughs> yep. I think I need to toss that. It's like the old lady, young lady. Yeah. 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 Or the, uh, is it duck a, or... a candle or two people kissing? Or a duck or bunny. Well, they're not kissing. Well, but they're like about to kiss. <gasps> or are Do you they... know what I mean? <laughs> they just finished <gasps> and they're like. Whoa. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Someone tasted like a candle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would this you was do? A, this is what a would you stick. do? If you kiss someone and they taste like a candle and you found like half candles. What? Okay. So what you're discovering <laughs> is that someone, someone is eating candles. candles? Oh. What do you think that would I be? I would you? ask them about it. Would you? I'd be it's like, only what the, third the fuck date. is this? You wouldn't just like walk away. You wouldn't just like, I had a lovely time. I you're would a good give person, them a chance to explain themselves. Third date. Are you at their place? Where are you discovering these half yes. eaten candles? Yeah, their place. It's not like in their car. No. Okay. So it's you, their place. And like no, they you only came back. Candles at home. You really like this guy. Like you right. came back because we were going to we right. fuck. Right. <laughs> he wanted some fuck. of that sweet meat. Right. He wanted my sweet meat. But not before he had a nice, well, nice he candle went, appetizer. You went to the restroom to excuse yourself for a second. And then he went to the restroom for a second. And then he came out and you're kissing. And I had meanwhile noticed that his mouth sounded like or smelled like tasted, tasted like, wask. like wax. Wask? It tastes Anyways. like when you um, are wearing those uh, fake lips at oh, Halloween. God, those things are the worst. <laughs> They're so horrible. But Why he is likes that it. candy? Oh, actually, that's just what he eats. <laughs> it's just the wax lips? Because how do you eat a candle? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not changing the premise now. Well, maybe he burns the candle until it's but soft you would enough ask. and then takes a spoon. You would ask. I would ask. I would First give him date, a chance. First first date uh-huh. yeah you saw people, i would ask table. no matter what because i'm more curious than anything why he does this and it w- like what he gets out of it actually that's a good point because maybe you just want to be like are you doing this because you're nervous like you don't have to be nervous no i, I don't think that's i think it would really still nice. be a deal you're breaker a like i think i would still leave but i would ask him first wait a minute so you're leaving anyway <laughs> so you're giving him like a quiz that he's going to fail yep what do you mean he's well if he has a really, really, really good what excuse, could this <laughs> excuse possibly be? I feel like Patrick like gave if his the doctor, best if his doctor t- told him that he had a wax deficiency, <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't tell you about it, well, wh- how do you bring that this up? First first I don't know. How do you kiss someone when your mouth tastes like a candle? I feel like well, I that's could do his it. problem. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Ryan, I, what would you do? Yeah, As I get you closer do? to getting engaged to a grandpa age, <laughs> I, I guess I would hang tight. I don't think I would ask a direct question about it before. I would 100% It might be ask. like an afterglow question. We all know I have a tact problem. I would have to ask. Oh, no, you would. You're right. You would ask. I would not be able to hold that in at all. And maybe well, you plus would Plus, you just said it was a deal breaker anyway. Uh, unless the, unless, it unless was he a has very, a very good excuse. Okay, yeah. what if he was like, I really like uh, like wax play, right? So he's so you're doing that, so and he then was he's like, like amping dri- himself up, yeah, to fuck and then you because the only thing that gets him off is, is like eating wax. Yeah, like having the the scent and taste of the wax like already in his body. So in order, yeah, in order for you guys to fool around, every time you have to melt a candle or like light a candle, and then you have to drip some on him, knowing full well, by the way, that eventually you will be burned by wax. No, I'm done. But he's like a great guy. It that's just... he's like a grown up Angus. <laughs> Your dream man, me, you know my dream man, this miserable fat teen. <laughs> he's not, but that... a grown up, a miserable yeah. fat grown up. <laughs> oh, oh, Angus. <laughs> Um, All right, so the the candle leader okay. is <laughs> candle leader is uh, not gonna get with Jen. No. no, Ryan, what about you? I don't think I would. I don't think I would ask about it. I would be confused. I think if I saw you eat a candle, I'd have to say to that to you, like, "What are you doing?" I think, or I like, would "Are be... you eating that candle?" <laughs> right? Are those my nice candles? <laughs> Who told you you could snack on those? Do you know how expensive those candles are at Target? Right. At Target. <laughs> Just go to Pier 1. They're... Pier 1 is more expensive than Target. You can get cheap candles at Pier 1 as well. Really? Like those Don't tea tell lights. me that, Patrick. <laughs> I know. We all oh, know I have, have a that many out problem. right now. Yeah, look behind Patrick. Oh, on their they're, shelf. They're, they're on the shelf. There's, oh, candle they, shelf. there's a, a whole few. candle shelf. There's some. Um, and I do have three But yeah, there. I mean, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> I feel like I think I, it's weird. I mean, I made it up, so I don't right. think it's real, but it's weird. I mean, I, I like the the sexual explanation that we came up with. I feel like that that's a more reasonable like scenario that I could picture than someone just taking bites out of candles. <laughs> what if somebody said like you meet on Bustle or Tinder or something, uh-huh. and they say okay, like, and you're getting on. It's great. You mean Bumble. What? B- Bumble? Did I say something you different? Said, you, you said, said bustle. bustle. Oh, Bustle's a website. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you met in the comment section. And it's just really going well. People meet everywhere, sexy. okay? I met two strangers playing Pokemon Go earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you meet. You, it's great. Uh, text is great. Banter, banter, banter. Yeah. Um, And then he says, I just want to tell you I have this thing that I'm really into, but I, I want to just like let you know about it. And it's that. I need to have wax dripped into my mouth before I can climax. Would you still go on a first date with him? That really doesn't even seem that weird. It's a, like, it's a little weird that he's being so forward. And it's yeah. Weird. I mean, I think he's probably had, he's had rough times in the past. Sure. He's like the little red dot to... in the circle of whites. Yes. I would have to think a lot harder about that one. I might go out with him. I know I made up the scenario, but it's fucking weird to tell me what you want to do while you climax before I've seen your face in person to me. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like I would be like, I didn't oh, know I that don't that think- was the object of this uh, <laughs> yeah, discussion. <I> <laughs> you just threw that one it. in there last I minute. I didn't realize that till the end. I was like, oh, yeah, I think I'm too like, and it, maybe it's just prudish. 
Like I think no, I, yeah, I would like, okay be like that. Wait. One time, one time, I was talking to this guy, and he ended an email to me with "keep him perky," and I was done. <laughs> I was like, "Cool, bye." Keep him perky. <laughs> keep him perky. Jesus. Yeah. At least he didn't say like "keep him perky" for me. Ew. Uh, no, even just the keep him perky. And I was like in college. Like oh. I was just like, I no, I'm You're good. Like, yeah, no, they're pretty and perky. I just, and I'm I, a young woman. I've never <laughs> heard that before. He was keep from India. Perky? Maybe it's something they say there. I've never heard keep him perky. I don't know. So Angus. I, I keep know. your dick cut. Right? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> keep it cut? Don't like grow a foreskin? <laughs> Are there elective surgeries to like restore force? I think there are. are. But that's going to be more. (laughs) Neither of you certain, but both of you basically certain. (laughs) I I think there are because um, there's the whole issue of like a baby who is circumcised did not give consent to be circumcised. Yeah, it's fucked. On that level, that is kind of messed up. Because there's sure, no I mean, real medical reason. But yeah, but babies also like don't consent to be raised or born or born. Oh, Jesus. Ryan. <laughs> did you just say Ryan? Did you just say your own name? <laughs> That's what it sounded, <laughs> it sounded like. Like you said, Jesus, Ryan. <laughs> are you like I'm Patrick? Are you I'm scolding? A different person. Are you scolding yourself for a thought you had? <laughs> no, maybe. I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. I. You're right. Babies it, don't consent to a lot of things that happen to them. Right. <laughs> what if they wanted to stay in that filthy diaper? Yeah. Yeah, what if they did? What if it was comfortable? What if they don't like boobs? <laughs> they yeah. want a baba. Yeah. These are all good questions, guys. Which we're not babies, so we can't uh, answer them. But you know who can make decisions? Who? Who's that, Angus? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Great Perfect. segue. Right back to the movie. Um. I, I will, uh, you know, we've been talking outlandish scenarios, yes. um, but one of the things that I did really like about this movie is that it does not really present outlandish no. scenarios, nor like it feels a lot more like a genuine high school experience mm-hmm. than, uh, you know, you said you were watching a bunch of um, like high school movies um, when you encountered this flick. And this one definitely does for me feel more honest of an experience oh yeah than like anything else that was happening in the 90s yeah Yeah. the kids looked like the age they were supposed to be yeah the high school seemed like a place that like it just it all seemed a lot more realistic than like a john hughes movie well and this goes back to something we were talking about earlier but like the only person who really exudes confidence is the big asshole jerk yeah which i felt like that felt very true um, his name is James Vanderbeek. He went on to play Dawson, Leary, Dawson's Creek. There was a uh, um, one night um, I was watching movies on the science fiction channel. I think back when it was still called Sci-Fi, S-C-I-F-I. Don't get me started. S-Y-F-Y. Siffy. Siffy. Um, and they played back-to-back um, Deep Blue Sea uh-huh. and a movie called Malibu Shark Attack. Ooh. Malibu Shark Attack was like a, a proto Sharknado. Okay. Just without tornadoes. So just sharks. Just sharks. It's <laughs> just a shark movie. <laughs> but like, is it of the same quality yes. and uh, shitty like that? Um, but the movie that th- they played after it, I wish I could remember what it was called, but it had James Vanderbeek in it. So, and so, like, the description started James Vanderbeek stars in blah, 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 blah. 
And then when the description ended, there was a period and then it said James Vanderbeek, like one more time. And then in parentheses after that, from Vanderbeek. Va- what? <laughs> oh, was he playing himself? No, I don't think so. I don't really remember the movie okay. because this was the night of uh, the last night of my tequila renaissance. Oh, okay. no. So I We've only heard of such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> It was a long, drunk night for me. Mm-hmm. I ended up throwing up in the bed. Aww. Yeah. Do not drink tequila anymore. So. I get it. Vanderbeek. Yeah. I enjoy James Vanderbeek in the short-lived series Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, where he He's plays he does a play stylized version of himself. <laughs> um, and in Dawson's Creek, although Pacey's better. So. Yeah, but at this point, like, I can forgive... James Vanderbeek for that. Yeah. It's not his fault. Dawson was a tool bag. It is the writer's fault. I mean, or was it anyone's fault? Like when I rewatched, <laughs> we're not talking about Dawson's Creek. But when I rewatched, <laughs> we wa- have rewatched Dawson's Creek. Like, yes, he's whiny, but that's kind of, he's a kid who's like living in this fantasy of wanting the world to be like movies he watches. So he is like a spoiled child and he acts mm-hmm. like a spoiled child. So yeah, you want yeah. the like one from the wrong side of the tracks. His dad's mean to him. His older brother's a jerk. Pacey. Um, he also I still, every time I see that stupid Pacey Con video, oh, yeah, I still think it's hilariously funny. It just cracks me up. Yeah. It's real hard. Pacey Con? Pacey Con. He goes to Comic Con and, and this is Joshua Jackson goes to Comic Con dressed as Pacey and like hands out like flyers for uh, Pacey Con. A convention like, that's all about Pacey. Thanks everybody for coming to Pacey Con. What, like pretending that the it's like a funny Yeah, it's like a funny Yes, pretending that. I think it's San Diego Comic Con yeah. is Pacey Con and that everyone is there to see him. It's pretty good. <laughs> it, it was, was pretty really great. funny. Um, one there night- are probably more people there to see Pacey than to see comics, though. Oh, I mean, really. bow, bow, shots fired. I'm just saying Comic Con's not about comics. Yeah, I'm going there to talk about a 90s television show. Yeah, I mean... Everyone will be showing off movies and TV shows. And Here's the thing, though. Comics. Video games. Comic culture? properties. Comic culture is like taken over pop culture. So it these. Yes. So it's you people invited them. No, I'm not blaming. What do you mean? You people. <laughs> you know exactly what you mean. Um, but that's another thing that's interesting in this movie more than a lot of other movies about outsiders is Angus is not obsessed with pop culture. He really likes science. Yeah. I was thinking about that too, that like they he don't listens to good music, but who, who mentioned that uh, the movie seems like it's out of time and space. Like there's no, there are no like geographic uh, indicators as to where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's no other than the music, which is like way ass nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that and it, the, the clothing. Yeah. The clothing is pretty nineties too, but like, they there aren't any cultural touchstones. Um, they don't talk about John Hughes movies, no, for example. No, um, even though those characters probably would have been aware of them. And there's not even really any mention of like technology at all. Yeah, but I mean, like, how much technology was really? I guess I mean, like, they the, use computers. Yeah, they use computers, they use, but yeah. like they don't play video games. Nope. And this they don't have, been have pre- cell phones. Well, but this is would have been before yeah, that, way before really. That. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it feels more timeless. But uh, that may also be because it's locked in like to my childhood. And like I view my own childhood as timeless. Yeah, I think that Angus, and this is definitely a 90s trait, um, in addition to the plaid, 
he's also very, very sarcastic and sassy with his family. Yes. Oh, I think if this movie took place in the yeah. 50s, it would feel weird because you'd be like, you don't talk to your fa- your grandmother and your, or your, your grandfather, grandfather and your that, mom way. that way. Yeah. The like, characters are all rude to each other. Yeah, they're all just like but sassy. They tell each other to shut up. They, yeah. Yeah, like everyone's mean to everyone. The full, the full rapport between uh, Angus and I think his name was uh, Tony, maybe? Uh, his friend? Yeah, I don't think that's right, but... It's something like that. It was something... Yeah, it's something like that. Like Tori. Right, but I don't think it's that. Or... Troy! Troy! There we go. It's Troy. Um, The whole rapport between them was just them being dicks to each other. Yeah. And then high-fiving and saying buds or bugs. They definitely said buds (laughs) and not bugs. It sounded like they said bugs the first time. It did not sound like that. And that actually was how, uh... Troy ended up breaking uh, Rick Sanford's nose at the end yep. as he goes to to do a bud high five with Angus and Angus isn't there and oh, Troy's that face. Happened? That's yeah, what goes, happened. Yeah, he goes bud. And then, oh, so he doesn't mean to. <laughs> and then someone him. shouts, "You broke his nose!" <laughs> oh, I thought he did it on purpose. No, no. it was an accident. It was an accident. He <laughs> was, just was going to go be- dance with his friend. It was oh, a beautiful weird, accident. Then. No, I loved it. I liked it because the part of the moral of the story is beating people up is not an answer. To your so problem. it's good that it was an accident. Accidentally beating someone up is okay because we get yes. like a moment of catharsis out of it, right? Like we're happy that Vanderbeek gets. I one think more. we're happier that it's that callback. I don't know. I also like that because Vanderbeek and his his goons, one of them is E from Entourage. Sure is. Knock over Troy and break Troy's collarbone. So. This is not so like Troy's sort. It's like karma too, yeah. Because that was accidental. They didn't mean to hurt him that badly. They did leave him lying by a dumpster, crying so hysterically. That kid cries almost as much as I cried watching this movie. That kid cries a lot. Yeah, that kid cried a whole bunch. Um. All right. Well, kids (laughs) kids cry a lot when you break their bones. Yeah. Uh, Something that we haven't mentioned yet is the Weezer song. Oh yeah. In this movie. Oh, this is why I wanted to talk about the love doll uh oh, okay. half an hour ago. Um the doll's name is Wanda. Mm-hmm. Which is the name of the song that Rivers originally Wait, pitched. You lost me. Love doll? The sex doll. It's not a Oh sex doll. Yeah. What's yeah, a love I don't doll? Am I what is that? Is that something? Different? I think that's something romantic that you made up in your head. <laughs> I was because then I was like, does he mean real doll? Because that's a whole third that's, thing. That's another thing. I had friends in college. Possibly a second thing. Dolls. As I've I think never, I meant the same thing when I, I said. I think love it's doll. possible that if a person were in the blow up doll section of the hustler store or whatever sex shop is in your local town, maybe it's called love doll. Right. I'm. And it's so maybe that's applying? where you internalize this. That's right. It's a sex doll. Right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> well, or a blow up doll. Or yeah, or a blow up doll. So the anatomically correct fuck robot is named Wanda. I didn't pick up on that. Uh, it's named Wanda. I believe you. Um, I made note of it because the first song that uh, Rivers submits for this movie is Wanda. Wanda you're, you're my, my only, only love. love. <gasps> Do you um, think it's from Troy's perspective? Uh, I mean, I think it's from... I don't know. It, because I bet Troy they, has had sex with that doll. I bet right? that the thought was that they wouldn't have been playing that song while he was dancing with it. If they, like, the, that's right? When you think, like, that's when the needle if drop that, would have been? Yeah. 
if that had been the song that was chosen for that movie, you hit one of my candles. <laughs> you have too many candles. I can't not hit them. <laughs> if that had been the song that was chosen for the movie, I think that's when it would have happened as opposed to um, You Give Your Love to Me Softly, which came at the end. Yeah. So hey, I, would, I would also guess that it, that is from Angus's perspective and not yeah. Troy's. But it, it's weird then and also makes perfect sense why they would have rejected it um, to like actually project romantic feelings onto the fuck doll yeah right especially when he's like thinking he's already projecting melissa onto the fuck doll right but but like noting that like where that's where there's like a deficit there because the doll doesn't have the other qualities about a girl besides her anatomically correct fuck holes Right. Gotta have those fuck That he's like, well, he's dancing with this thing. That's he's being sweet in that moment because he's recognizing that like this is not the yeah. actual experience. And just weird to name a song after. A fuck doll? Yeah. But that's still like like it's the song still exists. It came out on alone. Yeah. I mean and it's, it's a, like it came out like ten <laughs> years ago. And why later. is it not yeah. from Troy? Because I think Troy loves that fuck doll. You think so? I think he loves everything that he's had sex with. Let's start naming things we think Troy has had sex with. His, His hand. <laughs> Wanda. I think that's where it ends. Maybe his couch? Yeah, his couch. Maybe Angus? No. no. I don't think it so. It depends on what Wait, we mean by what, sex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, is jerking off with Wanda between you, oh. is that sex? Is, is jerking off in the same room on a dare, is that sex? No. It sounds like there's a personal story there. I'm just saying, <laughs> is that a, is that sex? Who's this? Okay, is wait? Are we saying wait? Is like closing your eyes, looking the other way, and jacking each other off? Is that sex? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. I'm just saying, maybe it's possible he fucked Angus. They're lonely kids. It's true, but here's the other thing: it's possible. I know he gets boners, but he's like very. Stomach boners. No, Angus gets stomach boners, but Troy gets boner boners. Can I? Am, but he's also. I am he sorry. Looks like a ten. Can can we? What do we mean when we say stomach boner? It means butterflies in your stomach. You know how like uh, when you like someone, it's a gross way of saying. Because he says I get a feeling stomach. in my pit of my stomach, and then he's like, "You mean like a boner? stomach boner?" Because he's trying to reduce I was, his feelings for Melissa to something sexual. I was trying to imagine like having a boner and like tucking it up in the like <laughs> no, strap of your underwear. Because no. he wears. What I I have a penis. I can imagine that this all I want. When you wear boxers like that, if you have, because we see Angus's boxers. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you wear boxers and you get a boner, mm-hmm. it doesn't like you have no place to hide it. Other than tucking your dick into the elastic strap. That sounds uncomfortable. It is. And you also run the risk of like a little bit of your dick sticking out of <laughs> yeah. the top of it. <laughs> Luckily, you're wearing other pants on the outside. Although it was the 90s when it was really popular to have. Hang yeah. Whoa. Right. But then he also would have been wearing large shirts, too. Okay. Right. My point is we don't really see okay, his belt Okay, so you're right. Ever. He could have... He could have a little bit of dick sticking out of the top of his shorts. At any and we point. Would never that is know. unsavory. Thank yeah, you. But I feel like everything about young people's dicks is unsavory <laughs> to me. Oh, I don't well, want yeah. any information. That's good. <laughs> that means you're not a pedophile, Ryan. I mean, the, the reason the reason it's a, a problem at all is that 
at that age, you just get erections yeah. for no reason, like unaroused by anything. Mm-hmm. Your dick that's, just decides that's it's really ready gotta to go. Suck, honestly, that's not great. No, it's not cool. It's not cool, and you spend a lot of time being like, oh, "I'm just gonna sit here for a little bit." And sometimes you have to masturbate in your science class. See, I don't <laughs> think that's right. <laughs> Tell now that, that the guy from my you're like making him sound like he makes more sense now. Who like who makes more the sense? The creepy masturbator boy. Well, I mean, I am nothing if not sympathetic to a creepy masturbator boy. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Weezer song that actually ends up in the movie, mm-hmm. yeah, "You Gave Your Love to Me Softly," plays during the dance scene. Right. It could have been any song. It could have been any song. It stood out not at all from all the other '90s songs they played, which was like a little disappointing to me. Yeah, me too. I you mean, were hoping for like a spotlight moment. Yeah, kind of. Um, Especially knowing knowing that they were like asked to write a song for this movie and that they like specifically wrote a song for this movie. And that it's a song that I like as much as yeah. I do. That, it's a good song. Yeah. But I, I mean, mean the what's the, the first song, the song that plays um, during the credits, the one that is uh, supported by a marching band? Oh, can't remember what it's called whatever it was it was cool to hear that like way 90s ass texture mm-hmm. supported by a marching band yes um, it fit it real fit. well and that's all i wanted to hear the rest of the movie but there were yeah. it was only the one it was only it was one only, marching band yeah and hey. we never saw those banders again nope no we did not they're still on the football field where they'll remain forever um but you do have that movie for what like 24 hours you yeah can you go can back and rewatch it yeah, that's a good idea. I'll rewatch it after we finish recording this. Just that scene, bro. Oh, just the one scene. With the marching band song. Yeah, or you could rewatch the whole thing. No, I'll rewatch. Look, I don't watch parts of movies. And then really? cut to the bulimia. No, I do a lot. Do we want to talk about bulimia or do we want to talk about the short scene? The whole shower room scene. There's a lot of stuff we There's could talk about. There's a lot about. of good stuff to talk this, about. The shower room scene. Have we talked about whether you had to shower in gym class? I can't remember if... We haven't done it on mic, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so hey, uh, Patrick, did you have to shower after gym class? I don't remember having to shower after gym class. I remember being, like, anxious about it. Yeah. Um, But I, I'm pretty sure my um junior year, which was the last time I had gym class, I had it at the end of the day, so you could just go home. Nice. Um, Like, they gave you that option. Um, and I don't know how I got out of it in previous years, but I, I feel like I never had the traumatic, like you have to be naked in this room mm-hmm. with all of your Which, friends. Like, it clearly, that has to have happened for like the majority of society based on the trope that it plays in like teen movie, like high school movies unless and TV shows. Unless it's just like an anxiety, right? Maybe. Like, yeah. Cause like that well, wasn't, it super wasn't the case in my school. Yeah, and I don't know if it's... I mean, in this movie, I don't think they were playing it this way at all, but sometimes it's a way to get boobs in a movie. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's a way to... Yeah, sometimes just a way to show off nubile bods, male and female. Ugh. Like, I feel like the the shower scene in 16 Candles, it's just so that you can look at that girl's boobs. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, I mean... I mean, I, if, if... So, I, I do think that there is an element of that sort of in this movie mm-hmm. that like because w- the the movie makes a meal of it right like when yeah. we're first panning through the locker room we, you know we're not with angus or our characters for a little while we're mm-hmm. just seeing uh, naked boys naked boys and all boys who i mean the of movie normal does, body yeah. type yeah 
fairly normal. Right. What, like, guys, they all looked. You're either normal or you're one of us. Okay, well, one of us body types? What are we saying here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Making, making dumb stuff happen. But, like, it didn't feel. Compared to the other places that we saw these kids, like, the the kids in the showers looked like they were in good shape, except for poor Kevin Connolly. But, like, everyone else whose chest you saw was, like, a well... They were cast to be in that scene. They didn't look like... I mean, just from what I remember from Swim Team. Right. And other places (laughs) where I saw naked prepubescent kids. Or not naked, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chests of boys. These were, like... Boy chests. Yeah, these were above average freshman (laughs) (laughs) chests. How would you rate them on a scale of 1 to 10... Uh, okay. On a scale of boy chests, I would say Beaks, uh, solid eight. Yeah, he had a pretty good boy chest. Pretty good boy chest. Um, extra, the first extra who walked by with the little towel. No, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, taking I mean, notes. Yeah, um, but it's all a setup so that we can have a confrontation between with- Angus and. Rick Sanford. Well, and Troy. Troy gets stuffed yeah. into a locker, like full, fully stuffed. That locker not a was not an locker. Or, yeah, one of those half size lockers. That was. There are a few, just a few, like Looney Tunes moments. Yeah, in this movie, and that was uh-huh. one of them. Mm-hmm. Another one was Troy the flagpole one. Well, yeah, oh, I mean that, God, that's a little bit. Of, that was a weird. They really fucked with the reality of the <laughs> moment. That that <laughs> almost feels more like magic realism. Almost. It, it yeah, it feels like the filmmakers were just. At a certain point, just playing around. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's that's good to add yeah. like some element of like fantasy or heightened reality mm-hmm. yeah. to a, a movie like this. Um, what do we make of uh, the gym teacher being like Troy? You gotta go take a shower, and him being like, "I have a note." I like, think it, it was it, supposed to like underline his body insecurities. Sure, because he acts. I mean, we were talking about like who's confident, who's not, and I didn't say Troy was confident, but Troy likes to project a sure a confidence a confidence that he doesn't have he doesn't want to yeah. be naked with these other boys he's scared of them and he's embarrassed by his body scrawny AF. yeah i mean he ha- he's clearly i mean it was funny because when we were watching the the beginning of the movie and we see like uh younger angus like sixth grade angus yeah and he's he's with troy and troy is played by the same actor and when i was, serious, I was like what is happening i thought the actor like i was like i thought that is the actor who's in the movie and then no, so like Troy has not grown up, sure. Since he like there are boys like that though. Oh, a hundred percent. And I, I mean, I think my dad was one of those boys. Like some boys just don't develop until they're a yeah. little older. I had I had a friend from camp, Travis, who was like the scrawniest, tiniest. He was like Troy size. Yeah. Until the summer between eleventh uh, and twelfth grade, mm-hmm. all of a sudden he shot up. He didn't really like. Build out, out. but he just like all of a sudden looked like an adult yeah it was real jarring it's crazy but it it can happen with boys i think girls it just happens differently yeah um what sorry sorry no i I was thinking about the movie um Uh oh yeah i'm sorry we talked about non-movie related things no it's it's, so sorry i was not saying that but guys please try to stay on topic nope um, what did you just do? Just hit your teeth? <laughs> just hit your teeth with the microphone. <laughs> no, it was my headphones. Oh, okay. Um, the coach, though, uh-huh. right? He sees the note yeah. from the kid's father. Uh-huh. Like, the kid's father feels like the kid shouldn't have to take a shower. 
right? Like, or so the he's... kid forged the note on the father's stationery. Yeah, but we don't know. But the handwriting didn't look like a child's handwriting. I will say no. that. I mean, okay, but, so he's he, the note he believed that yeah. it was his father. Yes, he didn't right? question the authenticity of the note. Right, but it's still like, I don't care what your parents say. You have to take a shower. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of part of your job, right? When you deal with those kids because they stink you're not if you're the gym teacher you can't send stinky boys back to class yeah but he has a note from his parents you bring notes a lot is that why you don't remember no not really (laughs) um i just like it feels especially like in 1995 that like that that's in a a pre-helicopter parent world right where if like Mm -hmm. a parent uh intercedes on their high school students behalf to say like this is not an experience my high school student needs to have that like that's something that would be honored but maybe i'm wrong maybe there's a whole gym teacher thing and like he just had to exercise his authority but the kid didn't end up taking a shower anyway so yeah Yeah. neither did angus and angus sweats yeah and nobody said and like they weren't just coming from gym class they were coming from like football practice they were taking off pads and stuff yeah which like if he was playing football the way that he played football in the scene where we actually saw him play football then he's sweaty af like he's really sweaty so he's really sweaty a lot of the time if they were playing football and they had football practice then that was like an after-school activity right they should be heading home. Different schools do different things. Some have... All schools are exactly the same. <laughs> I've heard of before school practice. Yeah. I've also heard of some schools, and usually it's private schools, have a like sports period or like a... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. That isn't necessarily the last period of the day where you... If you're in a sport... It's so like you don't take PE, you take football because you're on the football team. Yeah, I get it. That kind of um, makes but sense. But I, like, like I said, I've mainly heard that in private school. My school, yeah, we practice after school. You got sweaty and then you went to your house. Right. And showered. So many showers, man. Yeah, a lot of showers when you're uh, doing a sport. Like a lot. And your hair, yeah. Hair is never clean. No. What? Hair, hair is clean always clean. Shower. It's like too clean. Well, yeah, it's I really mean, bad this, for your hair to yeah, shower every I day. I didn't know Maybe this. it's a little different for a swimmer. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you saying you didn't shower during swim no, season? No, that you shower all the time. But you just never use soap. What? Why is your what hair are you dirty? saying? <laughs> your hair, okay, because chlorine fucks up your hair. Oh, so you use yeah. after you use ultra swim. What's it called? Ultra swim. Use ultra swim. I don't know what that is. That was you your were a swimmer. I do have. You a, don't know about ultra yeah. swim. I will say though, I knew people like I. I knew a swimmer who used ultra swim, and he's his hair ended up feeling like feathers. Like okay. it just wasn't. It didn't quite happen. do what it needed to do because chlorine is really intense. Or you could cap it up. If you cap really it up. Could, yeah. I'm not a fan of caps. It's too hot in there. Yeah, Regardless, exactly. doing sports is really hard on your hair, whether it's because you have to shower every day or you get chlorine in your hair every day. Things are hard all over. Pony boy. That's right. Um. So we talked. Do we talk everything that we wanted to talk about? Uh, about the shower too. scene, and then Troy or not Troy? Uh, Rick comes and steals Angus's underwear and oh. shirt. Which is such a shitty move. Rick is such a twerp. He's not a twerp. We no, just, he, but he's just twerp. like a, but he does he's a jerk. Yeah. He's the worst. Yeah, he's the worst. And he like does origami with Troy to stuff him into that locker, which like it's really funny watching Troy get out of that locker because you can like <laughs> see how the locker is deeper than it is supposed to be. Um, but I loved when Angus's shorts were on the flagpole. And, and every and every 
every time you cut back to them, they just got bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger to the point where they were like two flags wide. <laughs> yeah, it, they they were huge by the end. And then they flew onto Melissa's face, and that was just it was good. And th- given what we find out about her, that is not the kind of attention she wants in life. No, no, that's true. She does not want. She's getting way more attention in life in general than she wants. Yeah, but it's hard when you're like a beautiful blonde cheerleader. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Things are hard all over. That's Things the that's the message. Um, though it does seem like cheerleading would be a weird thing for someone who did not want attention, like a, a weird thing for them to get into, right? Yeah, unless it's just like that's what your friends are doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Who really knows why yeah. you do any of the things you do in high school? And she is dating Rick. Even that's, though he's the worst. The they worst. are like dating, dating? I think so, yeah. Yeah. They're not just like casually together? No. I think she cares about him. Let's and that's name why the she's things so Rick has fucked. Angus. No. His, <laughs> his hand. hand. <laughs> um, Probably not a sex doll. Probably not the sex Troy's doll. probably got one up on him in that department. You're thinking about Lefevre, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> I don't think they I don't think they had I, sex. I think, you're prob- uh, I think yeah. they probably kissed and stuff. Right. Maybe hand stuff? Maybe, like sloppy hand stuff. No one's satisfied. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she's ever been satisfied. In her I life. bet I bet he's uh come in his pants making out with her. I yeah. bet that's happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that count as sex? (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, so let's. You're in the closet making out with someone on a dare. Uh Yeah. And uh, is this a seven minutes in heaven situation? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, Yes, of course it is. With somebody that you actually like. Oh. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, And you and you and you ejaculate in your pants during the seven minutes in heaven. Uh huh. Uh huh. What do you do? Imagine for this, for this. I'm a boy. You're a boy. I was gonna say. I was like, I'd go back to the party. Um, It'd be fine. <laughs> Good, in fact. Um, well, if you were jacked, if I was a, <laughs> you, oh, that, that would be weird. Yeah. You would have <laughs> someone else is coming. It would be a that's mess. fair. That is someone weird. Else is coming into that closet after you, oh. you have to. T- oh no. Okay. Anyway, we're boys. So right. boys, way boys. easier. So you go to the restroom. What kind of closet is it? Is it a clothing closet? Wait, does she know? I mean. Uh, maybe probably she knows she has her suspicions you can't like you're in this scenario angus aged right okay Uh 14 so you're wearing a giant shirt (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll pretend that it's sure yeah it's giant shirt era so but you you gave their shirt to the girl in the closet because she was cold so you're just wearing in the closet no it's warm in the closet I was trying to help no. your story, but uh, I'll back <laughs> well, off. Wait, so what? What are you gonna do with your giant shirt? Wrap it around your waist? No, your giant shirt, shirt you is so giant that it covers your yeah. crotch area. So you just go back out to the party and like deal with the fact that. Well, your you pants walk are out wet? of the closet, go straight to the bathroom, deal with your shit, and then go back out to the party. Is it modern times? Do you have a cell phone? Mm, sure. Can you call your mom? Do you want to call your mom? You might. You don't want to, but you say like, "Mom, I'm not feeling well." Come what do you yeah. just call your cool older brother? I didn't oh, know I we didn't had, know had a cool a brother. I never had one of those in real life. I me neither. Well, me neither. Oh, guys, wouldn't it have been cool if we had cool older brothers? Man, yeah. that'd be so great. Think of all the great music you would have been introduced to, and like skateboard oh, tricks man. you'd know how to do. All I feel mean because I do have an older oh, brother and an older stepbrother, <laughs> but he's not cool, which is why yeah. he doesn't count. Um, my older stepbrother is cool. Good. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, here's the th- I mean, if, if my older brother w- had the personality of my younger brother, which I don't know if that would happen. I would resent. It's, it's all a magic of, scenario. So yeah, they, I think I would resent all of the music that he tried to make me listen to. <laughs> so, I w- all the jam bands, all the jam bands, so many jam bands, so many fucking guys, so many jam bands. W- who is your favorite jam band? Is it Weezer? <laughs> <laughs> Do they count? No, oh. I was like, they write pop songs that are short. So. Yeah. And Do when, they jam it? They don't jam it. No, they don't either. jam at all. They no, they stick to stick to the script real hard. Yeah, even guitar yeah. solos are like exactly the what they are on the record. Solo, yeah. Um, it's funny when they the when we were watching the concert, they yeah. screwed up pork and beans, and that was like a really delightful moment mm-hmm. because it was like the one thing that they did that was not like prescribed for the record. Yeah, that is nice. Um. I don't know that I have a favorite jam band because I really because you hate them all. <laughs> a little. I just, you've seen and heard so much. I've of seen it. and heard so much of it. Um, I enjoy like bands that do a little jamming. Like I think the Drive By Truckers when I saw them, they did some jamming. Yeah. So where where it's just like a part of the show and, and right. not the whole the show. Reason for the show. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I. But I don't want to say they're my favorite jam band. This is hard. Um. It's okay. It's, I you guess gave I w- one answer. That's yeah. pretty I mean, good. Yeah, I could just say Grateful Dead because they're the king of the jam bands. Wait, and you saw them in the summer, right? I saw Dead and Company. Oh, okay. Jerry Was Garcia, John Mayer with him? Yeah. Nice. That's what makes it Dead and Company. That's what they. He's the company. It. He's the company, and he was really good. He's the only company. Yeah, everyone else is original. Oh. Grateful Dead people. Hmm. Um, they've. They're all, I mean, there's been different drummers and stuff, but they're all people who played with Jerry when Jerry was alive. Right. Plus, plus John, Mayer. John Mayer. Yeah. And he's good. He's into it. And, um, yeah, they just jam away. Just, <laughs> I want to see how long we can make you talk about jam um, bands. <laughs> Ryan hates jam bands. I mean, I don't appreciate them for what they do, which I feel bad about because they do bring joy to so many people in my family. I come from a family of jam band lovers, especially on my dad's side. Mm. They love the Browns and jamming. I have appreciation for neither of those Mm -hmm. things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was thinking about it like, and this is sort of linked with the Angus underdog thing. Uh Like it's so weird that there are people whose families are fans of a football team. And that football team has like won a championship before. <laughs> I see. I see what I see. Like, where you're going. it's just weird. Like, like because it's because like, you assume that like a family fandom has to only be for an underdog. A underdog pain, disappointment. Right, but we still do it because it's our part of our family identity. Yep. Right, exactly. And I guess, yeah, because you can't quit. What are you gonna do? I, I mean, root root for another team, or not watch football. Well, I, there are many That's places in the country where uh, don't watch football is like not an option. Uh, and it's interesting, and not related to Angus. I guess football. Football's a connection. Uh, <laughs> LA is go. about to get a team, and I'm interested to see what happens here. If, like if we decide to give a shit? Yeah. We're so bad at giving a shit, though. About football. About sports. That aren't winning. We're good yeah. at being Lakers fans when Lakers are winning championships. Yeah, we're good at being Kings fans when Kings are winning championships. We're terrible at being Dodgers cha- uh, fans because we haven't, they haven't won anything in yep. a while. 
Like we're good when people are winning. Yeah. Sure. But we're garbage. Like we're worse than every other city when they're not. Are you I sure? Would, every other city? There are a lot I, of cities. I honestly think that LA is the worst. Like just because there's so many people here who just don't care about sports, I think. Mm-hmm. And more so than like other places. Well, and people who came from other places. So they already have a team. Yeah. If, if they care at if all. If they care, they have a yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. So I just like... Like, even when you go to a sports game in L.A., everyone in the crowd just seems more, like, passe. See, now, I sort of like that. Because, like, going to Cubs games in Chicago, like, you, it's hard to go and only, like, and not be a super Cubs fan, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I can go to a Dodger game. We discussed it at length last week. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't need to know everything. I don't need to be super excited about it. I can be a regular level of like, I'm having fun at a baseball game. Yeah. And I feel like everyone around me is also feeling that same, you know, we can cheer when they're doing well and, and whatnot. But like, there's not that. There's same. not the pressure. Yeah. There's not the pressure. We're not booing when like something, something goes bad wrong. happens, you know, it's. That's a that's a thing that bothers me in sport. Ryan has heard me talk about I don't I don't yeah. like booing in sports. I don't like booing either. I also and I probably said this when we talked about it is I really don't like cheering at an unforced error. Yes. It really like it's like who are you? Right. Who what are do, you? What are you doing? What do you stand for as a human being? Right. That you're gonna cheer cheering failure because it benefits. Yeah, I really don't yeah. like the cheering failure thing yeah. either. That bugs me. Yeah. If you for, if you make it happen, like sure. If you block where, a shot, yeah. Good job. Yeah. When I went to the uh, when I went to the Dodger game, I had a really hard time like remembering not to like cheer when the other team got like a really good yeah. out. I'd be like, oh, that was awesome. And my mom would be like, oh, man. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oops. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, I forget who I'm rooting for. <laughs> Speaking oh. of forgetting who we're rooting for. I never forget. Is uh, with as far as Angus is concerned. Yeah. Are there other parts of this movie we need to discuss? Uh, the chess playing friend. Oh, Grandpa's man. Chess He's playing just friend. there to set us up for pain later. Yeah. Does he say anything in this movie? I don't think so. No. Nope. He just. Um. I think at one point George C. Scott. Oh, by the way, Academy Award winner George C. Scott <laughs> right. plays Grandpa. Um, is like, this is like, come on, make a move. And I think I think he just like does a thing with his hand to say like, give me a second. Right, but doesn't actually. I don't speak think he that, says anything. Give me a second. Um, we talked about this kind of while we were watching, but there were some kind of cool like cinematography elements in this. Yeah, it's a surprisingly well shot movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like uh. A lot of um, like subtle and smart framing of things. Um, the the scene where Troy um, gives up the videotape um, is uh, it's officially it's all told. Silhouette. Yeah, yeah, it's just them in silhouette on the bleachers, and you can see uh, his like big ears sunset. walking up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but like that's that's an efficient way to tell that story. You know, like mm-hmm. it could have been like a, a regular scene, but. Um, yeah, it, that did the trick just as quick. Yeah, and yeah. I felt like the editing was really strong too. Like, it didn't. It felt like innovative, but also in the ser- but in the service of telling the story. Yeah. Um, I will say that I wish that we could have had an extended dancing scene at the dance when they're all happy. Yeah, but Ang- Angus doesn't dance or well, can't he, dance. He's but he's going to. Yeah. She's like, dance to a fun song with me before you walk me home, and he's like, okay, and he invites his friend and. 
the friend punches the guy. And I understand I s- why you cut on the punching on yeah. the like you broke his nose, but I want to see those three people just have fun. Just have fun. Yeah, just there's not, give up there could be the more joy in this movie. Yeah, there was a moment and I think there was implied joy. I think they had joy. We yeah. just didn't get to watch Let it. Let us see the joy. We sit in Grandpa's death for like 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Let us have a minute. And should we have had like a real kiss? Yeah, that would have been nice. Mm, should we though? Like, is it important that they wind up together romantically at the end of this movie? I don't know that it is. I don't think it is. I expect, the first time I saw this movie, I expected that they would kiss. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised they didn't. I kind of expected I mean, she kisses it. him on the cheek. Right. She's Which very sweet, sweet to him. And then yeah. she watches him walk away. In his plum suit. Plum. It looked good. He looked yeah, good it, in the plum suit. Yeah, it was a good suit. looking suit. I mm-hmm. He was just like, I, mean, the f- I don't want to wear it because it's purple. Yeah, he doesn't want to stand out. He's really worried about what people think of him. All right, all right. Well, I also <laughs> like that the principal is like secretly rooting for Angus, but he's not allowed to do anything like too actively to root for Angus. I still... So when the principal first appeared, mm-hmm. I thought for a split second that it was Bob Newhart. It wasn't. And it was not. And then the, the next scene that he was in, I was like, because <gasps> I thought it was Bob Newhart oh, again. No. You double tricked yourself. I may have triple or quadruple tricked myself because there were a bunch. Of, I stopped voicing it <laughs> partway through the movie. Wait, do we talk at all about the uh, the interviewer from Jefferson Magnet? Okay, that was we another Looney Tunes moment. I have not. Yeah, he was straight Looney Tunes. Yeah. For sure. He was the, my first reaction to him coming on the screen is, this guy must have been an Even Stevens at some point. <laughs> and my girlfriend looked it up and he was in yeah, an episode one episode. Yes. So I felt good about that. Yeah. he His eyes were crossed. He had a yeah. goofy face. Is the actor have crossed eyes? I don't know, but I think so. Okay. Like that feels like a, doesn't feel like a choice that he made. <laughs> I don't know. And he was making a was, lot of choices. If he was making a lot of very strong choices. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. Yeah. 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 He had, he had a character. Oh yeah, but it was it was straight Looney Tunes, and it was kind of like a, a ghost of Christmas future for um, Angus in that this guy had gone to to the to the nerd school, right? The and school had come that, out of the nerd school mm. with no with like very weird social tics and kind of a, a very snobby attitude. Yeah, yeah, it, it did feel like a one of the big draws. It seemed for. Angus to go to this school in addition to getting out of the school that he was in mm-hmm. was to like have prospects for his future. Yeah. And if like that's his prospect for the future, then damn, he made a good choice by not yeah. going. I mean, maybe that's a maybe that's a good job though. Like you just go around and inter- interview kids. That guy a, seemed miserable. Okay. Yeah, but some people are just miserable. I think some people are miserable fat adults. <laughs> Con- so one long job interview. All the well, time. It's not a job interview. Oh, it's sorry. a school, a school interview. interview. It's so it's even worse because they're children and you're deciding which ones are good enough and which ones aren't good enough. Yes. And some of them are going to be like the best, kindest, you're also sweetest telling, kids. But you're, you're also gonna... telling them about the school too. I like, think I would like the telling people about the school job. I don't think I would like telling children with a dream, sorry, we only have so many spots and you're not good enough. I don't think that happens in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you they write get that a down. Later. Yeah. You write, I'm sorry, you're not good enough. And you leave it as a post-it there's note a, on there's their a whole, That's right. <laughs> with a thumbtack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure there's a whole uh, there's a process. process. Yeah. But you still, I don't know, there you still would be like, that yeah, and there would still be good kids with good families who are kind who are like have a lot going for them who just don't make the cut and didn't do anything wrong. I don't think I'd like I think that would be my least favorite part of being a basketball coach if I were coaching kids. 
It's cutting just people. having to cut people. That would be the worst. I mean, there is something attractive about like uh, being part of maintaining um, like the culture, or whatever yeah. of of that institution, and like helping to facilitate that by like le- it's it's less. You can just think about it less as keeping the wrong people out and more as like getting making the right sure people the right in. people are coming in. Yeah, that sounds like how and institutions. But I also think, think I also this think is that how like the all institutions. Yeah, I don't like institutions. I don't. <laughs> I think everybody should get to join and what do what they want to do. I mean, I'll have you know that Jen and I sat down and we were like, "What kinds of people do we want to let on to my name is Weezer?" Oh my god, I'm gonna vomit. I have a stomach <laughs> opposite a boner. And <laughs> <laughs> A flaccid stomach. Yeah. Um, it's starting to go inside. But we said Ryan yeah. should be on this podcast. We did say that. This doesn't make Being it better? Being in the circle doesn't make the fact that the circle... I just I don't love that stuff. You know that about me. I don't like exclusive... I don't like being on the in on exclusive things. Or even that exclusive things are. I mean, but it, doesn't make it me can't be... Not, nothing can be open to everyone. Oh, sure, but I can, like, have Except for it... for Pokemon Go. Right, but I, yeah. when I choose my career, I can choose to have it in a place where I'm not forced to deal where with the reality gatekeeper. of gatekeeping. Yeah, gatekeeping itself is just... Uh, I think it's gross. Or I don't like it. Like, it makes me feel gross. All right, well... Like, I would hate being a bouncer. Well, yeah, also, you know, what if someone wants to fight? I'd be bad at that. At fighting? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have terrible balance and coordination. I'm also bad at sports. I don't know that girls get to be bouncers. That's sad. I don't know if it's sad. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Mm. Is it sad? doesn't seem like a good gig, does it? It's not a very good job. I don't like exclusivity because of gender. <laughs> so you don't like exclusivity. I don't like it when a woman can't do something. Oh, I don't do. know. Maybe <laughs> women can do it. I don't know. I just feel like women. I've never seen a woman bouncer. I've seen women like with a clipboard, like uh, being a hostess or whatever you call that at a bar or a club. I mean, the thing with a bouncer is that a bouncer has to be physically able to remove anyone that's going to come yep. to that. Like bouncers are always like not just guys, but big guys. And they should also be scary to all people. Yes. Whereas I don't think even like someone who had the body type of like Ronda Rousey and her skills and somehow like wasn't in the UFC. I think if you put like a uh, big boo from orange is the new black. At oh, a door, she could totally be a bouncer. She'd be, a great bouncer. I I think the height would be a real problem, though. Oh, is she tiny? Uh, she's not tall. But she's scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I and she kind of. I think more than more than like intimidating people away, you need to also be able to physically keep people away. And if you've got like, you know, tall drunk bros trying to get into the club, like, I think she'd just hit him in the nuts. I think she'd be fine. I think there are women in the world who could be great bouncers. That's probably true. I don't. A woman can do anything a man can do. Of Thank course. you. No. <laughs> You're just saying that to appease us yeah, right now. That was <laughs> so <laughs> patronizing. That was. I know you didn't mean it, and I still think you're a good person, but that was. <laughs> but we're gonna call well, you on that okay, one. But I, I, I like I, having I backup was, here. I was. Say, wh- okay. All right. You um, like having backup. Yeah. Patrick's like a we little fight about feminist things. <laughs> right. No, no she just don't. doesn't because she doesn't yeah. have backup. I know what? I'd be outnumbered by your patriarchy. No, this is wrong. <laughs> this is not true. I'm a good feminist. Oh, my God. I just said that. Oh, but now that you've said it, it's valid. <laughs> yeah. I don't listen when you talk, Ryan. 
Oh, well. Three ladies. <laughs> Three ladies. One Patrick. Uh, all right. Well, when you guys <laughs> open a club, then uh, you can just hire some women to be bouncers and... That'll be a, a great club and no one will ever get in that's not supposed to get Jen, in. What's Shut up, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, what's your favorite club to go to? I don't go to clubs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess everything has, things have to be exclusive. There's only so much room. But like, I don't think I'd love doing immigration policy either. Like, I don't think I'd love oh, to no, decide really who hard. gets in, who gets out of things. Like, I just, that is, so I don't think those things shouldn't exist in the world. I think I, w- I would just don't enjoy doing it. I think where uh, I'm less upset about it at like the high school or college level is mm-hmm. that there are other opportunities yeah. for um, kids at, at that age. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if they don't get into one school, they can get into a different one. Sure. And sometimes even if you get into a school, you don't necessarily go there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Angus. Yeah. Yeah. That's he true. got in. Get into that. And school. chose not to go. He chose not to go. Yeah, and he said fuck in that interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And it was like, it didn't even matter. He nope, took the no Looney Tunes guy. Well, actually, the Looney Tunes guy didn't even really react, did he? No, he had no, no idea. Well, he had like mild issues. <laughs> 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 mild to moderate issues. Oh, so is this another person we probably shouldn't be making fun of? Because he's probably got, probably got issues. No. Ev- okay, here's the thing. If everybody is like us and not normal... Right. Then we should be able to make fun of everybody. Sure. Let's make fun of everybody. Okay. Starting with my sweet potato mouse. I don't know that that counts as everybody. It's a thing. (laughs) It's a sweet potato. Now that you've told me. Okay. The ears don't look like ears to me. They still look like legs, but they kind of look like antlers. Like, did you ever (laughs) see Scrooged when they are talking about stapling antlers on the mice? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's what it looks like to me. Um, maybe it'd be fun if, uh, people would take pictures of their own, um, sweet potatoes yes, with please. antlers and, yeah. uh, tweet them, yeah, with the hashtag cookie shark. Uh, and so we can all share them and, uh, they can join the menagerie of food animals. Yeah. Um, cause I assume there are a bunch of cookie sharks out yeah. there right now. Oh, hundred percent. One hundred cookie sharks. Cookie sharks. Cookie sharks. Um, but yeah, so we didn't get to get a big kiss at the end. No, just a peck on the cheek. But they do come to an understanding of each other's weaknesses. She's got bulimia. He's, He's fat. fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's funny is like, yeah, he has some social issues. Like he worries about what other people think and like he doesn't have that many friends. But like she's kind of way, way worse off than him. Her problem oh, yeah. is way more serious than his. No, I like mean, she's good. At, she needs counseling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess his grandpa did just die. So he's got, he needs counseling too. Yeah. Again, I, this is where I think the movie is like <laughs> adding extra fire to itself that it doesn't need. <laughs> but yeah, no, she needs to go speak to someone other than Angus about her problem. Right. Yeah. Cause he's not equipped to, no, he to can't deal handle with it. That. He just makes jokes about how he wanted to eat his fingers when he tried to vomit. Which and how if she wasn't gag. bulimic, she would joke. end up looking like him. Yeah, that's true. So you got to choose like, what is it going to be? No, oh. what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I love that actress. And then after this, did she, she? We never really saw her again. Yeah, that's right. So she was Lex in Jurassic Park. Yes. Um, but yeah, we. I guess we don't see her ever again. Maybe she decided to move away from acting. That's possible. It still makes me sad as a person who consumed her art. Yeah. 
Well, guys, <laughs> I think we did it. I think we've talked. I don't about know. Angus. I'm trying to project myself to future Ryan listening in the car and be like, Is "You she idiot!" Be frustrated. We didn't talk we about didn't talk something. I feel like every time we record an episode about anything, there's always one thing that I like forgot, like was gonna say and then forgot mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. which is frustrating. Okay. Well, I'll just text it to you guys, like a voice message. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> um, I did. Uh, I I like the there's a dancehall crasher song in this mm-hmm. movie called enough and i really like that song um i was singing along with it mm-hmm. when it was playing i mean all of the i feel like the soundtrack was on point yeah yes. it was really like, fun was, yeah and they use fade into you which is a little bit played um as for a dance for a romantic 90s dance moment but mm-hmm. it also guys that song works i get it's one of those yeah. things that's cliche for a reason you know a hundred percent like it just yeah um for you listeners who don't know ryan has her own podcast i do oh we've moved into plugs yeah i want to give her a chance to just talk a little bit about her podcast yeah hellmouthy the yes. excellent hellmouthy oh yes wow. which uh, on which patrick and i have both appeared yes separately um because I d- couldn't have too much goodness in one right. We're too good. You're too <laughs> good. Yeah, Hellmouthy is a podcast that I'm one of the co-hosts on, and we watch a couple episodes of Buffy every week and then dissect it in deep detail. So if you like the kind of insights I brought to the Angus table, you're going to really appreciate what I have to say about Buffy's hair. It's, and it's good evolution. stuff. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Jen had never watched an episode before. <laughs> And came in clean and was I watched, a superstar. I watched exactly two episodes for the purpose of the podcast. Whereas Patrick also had never watched an episode before and watched an entire I watched, season. I, yeah, I watched 22 <laughs> episodes of Buffy No the one Slayer. asked him to Patrick's watch that an overachiever. I'm a completionist. <laughs> you are a completionist. Um, so I'm going to have you come on the finale. So just keep on trucking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the uh, the sister podcast. Oh yes, we just started a spinoff to the Hellmouthy podcast for the spinoff to Buffy. So it's um, about Angel, the television show, um, and it's called Tall, Dark, and Broody. And we get a little noir. So you'll hear me do. Voices you get like, a little noir. Oh, I get noir. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I drop some of the perk. Keep it perky. No, I don't. No. <laughs> yeah, right? That was my reaction. And I just didn't tell anybody for a long time why I just like ghosted on this dude. <laughs> but like now that I'm an adult, I'm like, no, that was creepy. And I think I made the right choice. What about when people say keep it tight? Uh, do Wait, but is that something... Do do we actually say that to each other as human beings? I've never heard it. No one's ever said that to me in that context. Yeah, me neither. I've read it in fiction. Yeah, and I've, I think I've seen it and stuff, but like real human beings talking to each other in the real world. No one's ever told me to keep it tight, but that's never been a concern. Did someone in Angus call uh, Melissa a stiffener? No, that was a reference that oh. Fottle made to something. Oh, interestingly <laughs> enough, mind. something that happened on Angel uh, <laughs> and that I had commented on. It's a whole Mobius. Got trip. it. I on was confused. But. But you, but a PSA for listeners too. My name is Weezer. Um, <laughs> if you have a female friend, please do not refer to her as a stiffener. No, it's gross. Yes. I would also say that is a that is a good rule. 
Oh, um, thank you. But I would also say, do not refer to you and your friend as dildos. Just <laughs> <laughs> something that happens in this movie. I think it's. I, I like it better. I, I like it better it. than douchebag. I'm I'm over douchebag. You're over douchebag. We've all said it too much. I yeah, might that, maybe said it too much tonight. I can't even we, remember. I think we've said it tonight. Yeah. yeah. To describe James Vanderbeek mostly. Yeah. yeah, he's a douchebag. But I think I like dildo because a dildo is has no brain. Neither does a douchebag. It's purely functional. <laughs> okay. And is like a tool of a person rather than like a cleaning instrument. Yeah. And is also not like inherently unhealthy. Because also, my other PSA. Right. Douches like, are bad for you. It's not good. You've got a natural flora and fauna. You need to preserve that. Yeah. Do you want a yeast infection? If no. you're sitting there saying, I don't know what a yeast infection's like, I'm going to read tell a book. You. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the best book for communicating the experience of a yeast infection? <laughs> I'm going to Google The it. Hobbit or? <laughs> Definitely The Hobbit. Are there ladies with vaginas in The Hobbit? I don't no. think so. I think yeah. all the ladies in The Hobbit have dicks. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess. Well, you do have to guess because they never mention their yeast infections. If you write that many pages about women, Ryan, someone's got Ryan, what are you going to say about yeast infections? <laughs> don't get them. If you don't know what it's like, I'm telling you, you don't want it. Yeah. So it's unpleasant. If you have not had a yeast infection, congrats. When I was a kid, but don't douche. I would get yeast infections around the corners of my mouth. Oh, it was awful. Was I had awful. to put like the like vagina cream like, on my on face. Or whatever. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to like suck on the suppositories. Like, but never mind. Okay. <laughs> no, but okay. <laughs> You'd have to suck on the suppositories. I wish I hadn't said it. <laughs> no, I think it was the <laughs> best thing that's happened in the last hour and a half. Easily um, suck on suppositories. Gross. So you gross. think dildos? You think that's what we should be calling people? Dildos? I'm good with Who it. Who does it bother? See, that's the thing. It's like I don't think it's bothersome to anyone. I guess it's offensive to call up. Like if I called you a dildo, that would be kind of mean to It'd you. Be, it's not a kind. It term. would be dehumanizing. No, yeah, yes. You know? Because it takes, it makes you a dick with no brain. Yeah, I, and I feel like them calling themselves dildo dildos is just really self aware. Um, <laughs> it's interesting that uh, like you can call someone a dildo, uh huh, but you can't call someone like a flashlight. <laughs> oh, you could. I think, this is like I think a... that would actually be one of the worst things you could call a woman. Oh, it's for sure. Up there you with couldn't. The C you word. couldn't. You couldn't. Call, and I think you, you call a woman a flashlight. Yeah, Ooh. no, that's that's you for yes to call a woman terrible yeah but it is interesting that there's not and that same connotation with calling a man a dildo there i don't think it's like uh because dildos i guess like a jokier it's so fun to it. say we've yeah. said it so many times dildo. Yeah. dildo it's dildo. really fun to say it's a, like whoever like invented that word was great it's yeah. such a weird combination of letters yeah. i wish it meant like Where margarine or word? something where did that word come from? Should we look up the origin Let's of dildo? the origin of dildo. We're going to see some I'm just going to Google dildo. Motherfucking dildos. Oh, no. Right? Like the OG dildos. Yeah, just carved out of a tree branch. Oh, my God. Do you think any... People have fucked a tree. Yeah, for sure. I just realized that I need to open an incognito browser because it's my work computer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pretend that that's a work search. It is not a work search. <laughs> 
do they uh, like go through your computer and the etymology of mm-hmm. dild the word dildo is unclear. How sad Wait, is, is that? Is that the final answer? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, I'm I'm that was the like brief. That's the summary. That's the headline. summary that I got from the. Maybe thing. it's an it was an acronym. Oh yeah. Uh, the etymology of the word dildo it. is unclear. The Oxford English Dictionary describes the for word dick. as being of origin unknown. It has an L for lover. One theory is that it originally referred to the phallus-shaped peg used to lock an oar position on a dory, oh. a small boat. It would be inserted into the hole on the side of the boat and is very similar in shape to the modern <laughs> to the modern toy. It is possible that the sex toy takes its name from the sailing tool, which also lends its name to the town of Dildo and the nearby <laughs> Dildo Island in Newfoundland, Canada. No way. <laughs> there are people who live on Dildo Island. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can we go? They, <laughs> live, they live there every day. Okay. If we were sixth graders, we would and I would be the ring leader of this. Absolutely start telling people to go to Dildo Island. <laughs> and then when they got upset, be like, it's a real place. Look Wait, it up. It's the Dildo Islands. Yes. Nope. Just, just Dildo just Island. Single, but there's a city of Dildo. Yes. The yeah. town of Dildo. Town of Dildo. Go to the town of Dildo. In Island. Newfoundland. Dildo yeah. Um, others suggest the word is a corruption of Italian diletto, which means delight. Oh, that sounds. Mm. Like it has it also be. been noted that the word dildo is similar. It has similarity to dill, a pickled cucumber, oh. <laughs> which is a vegetable that has been used as a natural dildo. <laughs> there we go. I think we have our answers here. I feel like, it, I think maybe, um, you know, you sometimes hear about things happening simultaneously in different places. Yeah, I yeah. Think. This is just like in Italy, it was from Diletto. In Canada, yep. it was from the island, and in America, it was from the pickle. <laughs> yep. Ah, oh, Dildo Island. Can we make an improv team just so it can be called Dildo Island? Can yes, we go visit Dildo Island? Uh, yeah, I don't know sure. the passport. Newfoundland. Yeah. Well, so after I get, I'm going you're, to get. You're going to England. You have to I get am. a passport. <laughs> I know, and then we'll go to Dildo Island. <laughs> Great. If it is not just wall-to-wall dildos, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> I don't think islands have walls. <laughs> well, they do have some walls inside them. Just not <laughs> there's not a wall around the outside. There will be walls. I bet they're. I there bet they don't sell one dildo there. Not one dildo. Not a single one. I bet there's not even a sex shop on a <gasps> little island. I think you have to. But if it's, you're, it's big if you're, to have a town. But if you're, if your island is named Dildo Island. You're tired of people coming there for dildos. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be tired I'm of sending them away I'm going to look up Airbnbs on Dildo Island. <laughs> All right. Well, while Jen does that, <laughs> I think we should wrap up the episode. <laughs> Sorry, I had to open a new incognito browser because I closed the last one. Uh, so this has been fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much you. for having us. This is so fun. Actually, discuss Angus. Um, and I think we did it justice. Yeah, absolutely. We, I'm, I've got to tell you, it was such a relief because we watched it, the three of us, plus uh, Sarah was there, and so had some other friends like Greg, Greg who has been on the yes, show before. Mm-hmm. The only um, uh, wild card here is Foddle. <laughs> and Foddle, who uh, you guys probably never going to mention him again, but <laughs> why would we? He knows right. nothing about Weezer. <laughs> um, but. I was very worried that the movie would not hold up to my high esteem that I hold it in. But guys, everyone seemed to really like it. It was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed so either it a this lot. is a long con, which all right, keep it up. Yeah. Or 
Everyone likes it. So I just want to say thank you for indulging me. I mean, if the long con is just that we're all conning you into thinking that we like a movie that you like. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, right? It's not fine in Ryan's world. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, until you have to not want to be your friend. Is that what you're saying? No, you have to. We have to be honest with her in every facet of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan made a face like she was upset, but she also agreed with me. (laughs) Yep, that's what that was. Um, But thanks. Good. (laughs) It was wonderful having you on. My name is Weezer. And we'll be back uh, next time. The conversation about a thing. Who knows what? It'll be somehow related to Weezer. However tangentially. We will see you next time on My My Name Name is is Weezer. Weezer. What's a creative podcast network?